Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, AudioMac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Romantic Truth Podcast. Please be advised that the content of this show is for mature audiences 18 and over due to the topics discussed. Please feel free to follow and like Romantic Truth on Facebook at facebook.com slash romantic truth. You may also listen to the podcast on anchor.fm slash romantic truth. Now, here is your host Jawson. Hi everyone, Jawson with you here, Romantic Truth Las Vegas. I hope everyone is doing well. We're going to talk about something. How far would you go for your partner? How deep is your love for your partner? Now, there's a reason why I asked this question. And I chose to record this in a hallway. So if you hear the echo, that's what you're hearing. Now, would you go to jail for them? Would you give up your life for your partner? Would you sing that song? I will die for you. We all have limitations, folks. And sometimes these limitations are challenged. Now, here's what I will tell you. Sometimes people will cover their partner to a fault. On March 19th, 1787, there was a lady born by the name of Delphine McCarthy down in Louisiana. During that time, of course, the Spanish had influence in Louisiana along with the French. She was a widow of two husbands. She had been married three times. However, her third husband was an aristocrat of sorts. She was a socialite. And it was kind of interesting. Attractive, of course, she was. He fell head over heels for her. But what he didn't know was that he had married a serial killer. This woman committed atrocities right there in their mansion in the French Quarter in New Orleans. She would experiment with her slaves. cutting off certain body parts, examining their brains. Her husband found out about it, he was taken aback. But it's really hard to say if he was complicit in the matter. 
Now, from what historians say, they eventually went to France, went to Paris. Don't know how valid that is. But he tried to help cover her, cover things up. Of course, word spread, people got offended, and they burned the mansion to the ground. The rebuilt version of the mansion sits in the French Quarter today. Folks, you're going to have to have limitations on what you will do for your partner. That partner of yours, they have an obligation to you to do the right thing, as well as to themselves, of course. But sticking by them, you have to be the judge of that because remember the five things I tell you about? To protect your freedom, your wealth, your mobility, your decision-making skills, and more than anything, your reputation. It's very easy to lose those five things. Just go to prison or go to jail and you've lost them. The thing to keep in mind is you're going to have to draw a line somewhere. Some of you ladies wanted to be the ride or die. Oh, you're going to take that gun charge for your man. You're going to take that drug charge for your man because he was on his third strike. Oh, and he was going to look out for you. Made sure you had money on the books in the commissary. Many of you got locked up. Never heard from him again. When you got out, you'd already started another family with another woman. Didn't want to have anything to do with you. Oh yeah, when he picked you up from the jail, oh you guys fucked like jackrabbits. And God help you if you got pregnant. Hmm. Good luck with that. I saw that play out a couple of times in my life as well. You got to have limits. A lot of you younger women. Oh, you're entertained by the bad boy. Understand one thing. A bad boy is really bad. That's not an act. That's the way they are. Then you have others that are pressured into trying to be that bad boy, but they don't want to take the risk of getting locked up. I remember back in the 90s, women used to say that you were a real man if you went to prison. You were a real man if you got locked up. But that's all most of those women knew. In many cases, they didn't know anyone that didn't have a criminal record. So that had value as they saw it. There's no value there. You just wasted a good chunk of your life being locked up in a place where you had no rights and no control. 
one of the biggest challenges in life as well is to avoid temptation. And sometimes we fall victim to it. That's where discipline comes in. Without some sort of discipline, your feelings will get your ass in trouble. And discipline, of course, comes with logic. You know, I used to listen to some of the prison stories my friends would tell me about how their homies were going to get them an attorney. How they were going to take care of the girlfriend. How they were going to do all these things, making all these damn promises. In the hopes of that person keeping their mouth shut. Oh, and when the judge gave him that sentence, all those promises went away. The only thing they had left was time and trying to learn how to survive in that environment. Those gangs on the street, that's a whole different social order inside the prison. You may have been somebody on the street, you get in there, you starting out from the ground up. Some of us will do things and not realize it's not worth the effort if it's going to jeopardize your freedom in your life and your prosperity and your future. I was listening to a podcast recently and this gentleman was describing a crime scene. The man's wife had started sleeping with other men and she got so bold as to bring this one guy that she was really interested in home. Well, the husband, he installed cameras in the house unbeknownst to her. Guy comes over. Instead of the husband going to work as she assumed, he parked his car a distance away and walked back to the house. Now he's watching all this on his phone, monitoring what's going on at his house. Now the interesting thing was this. When he caught them, she was defending the man that she slept with, that she cheated with. She didn't go over to her husband. She was begging her husband not to hurt him because she loved him. The man got out of there unscathed, but the man's wife playing interference. Unfortunately for her, he took out his aggression on his wife. I think he took her life. 
Then he went to look for the guy. This woman was disloyal to a fault and loyal to a fault. If they couldn't work the marriage out, or she had that urge, maybe divorce was the best solution. I didn't listen long enough to find out whether or not they caught the guy. I'm sure they did. But the one thing that I want you to understand is this. You're going to have to have boundaries for yourself as far as some of the things you will and will not do. And sometimes when our feelings are leading us, we throw those boundaries away because we've already let this person behind the velvet rope of our lives. Therefore, they may be exempt from scrutiny, accountability, And sometimes we even try to exempt ourselves like the lady did. Because she probably wasn't feeling what she felt with this man she was with for her husband. I've seen this happen over and over on different shows. Court TV many other shows. You got to remember when you go into a relationship, you're going to have to have limits for yourself no matter how much you're into that person. See, a great manipulator is going to ask you to do something just to test you. And then they're going to push it until they get to the maximum point of resistance. However, if there's none, that's going to be your new normal in the relationship. I have known couples where they would bring total strangers home. They had separate bedrooms. And they had children. And their children were confused. Seeing mommy with one man, then seeing mommy with daddy. Seeing daddy with one woman, then seeing daddy with mommy. And those kids started to ask questions. And you know, they did just what most parents do. This is adult stuff that goes on here. You all are children, stay in your place. As if these kids don't have minds, eyes, and feelings. Sometimes parents go for their own gratification There's some kids that were born 
that weren't really wanted. And they find it hard to survive. You know, years ago, there was an assassin in Washington, D.C., Virginia area. Probably remember it. It was an older guy and a teenage boy. And this teenage kid was from the Caribbean. His mother didn't want him. She would take off for months at a time and he had to fend for himself as a child. It was kind of hard down there. And eventually, this young man's mother met the guy that led him on a path of destruction. What was revealed later on, apparently there was some molestation that took place. And he groomed his kid to become an assassin. And what was happening at the time? They were practicing on people in Washington State and different other states, making their way east. This was the time in that area where people were getting shot at long range, at gas stations pumping gas, walking across parking lots. And nobody knew who the shooter was. I think there were something like 15 people in total. And eventually, the police caught on because there was an army buddy of the guy that, the older guy, they gave the police the tip. And that was their lead. Now, this vehicle that they used had passed checkpoints several times over. So it was never something that they really knew what they were looking for, for the most part. For a long time, they were chasing a white van around for a while, thinking that the suspects were in there. Well, they wanted to be called God, and they were talking about how people should praise them, and then got in touch with the police in order to taunt them. And eventually, police caught on, and they eventually caught them. The young man was tried as an adult. They put him away for a very long time. I think 40 to 50 years at least. The adult faced the death penalty in Virginia and was executed. And ever since then, the young man has been trying to make amends. 
Explain to some of the things that he was exposed to. Some of the things he had to do. But where it all came down from, he came from a broken home as a broken child. That grew into a broken young man that is now a broken man in prison. Whenever he would mention his father, his mother would beat him. Things like these happen. We don't have a plan for your child. Or even have a what if plan, contingency plan. If you were to get somebody pregnant, fellas. One question I used to always ask myself before I had sex with a woman. If I get her pregnant, would I be able to deal with her? Whether it's co-parenting, relationship, would it be a possibility? And I tried my damnness to make sure that I came as close to that as possible. Because I have seen some guys that had kids with women in the 90s. Woo! Mm-mm. So that's one thing that you want to look at and think about. And I know we're into just looking at the woman and wanting to fuck them. I understand that. Hell, I was, don't forget, I'm a man. I was there before too. But I also had to realize if I had a kid, it's going to impact my income. And the one thing that I want to make sure was that expenditure that I had would be worth it. Well, I won't be one of these angry dudes walking around for 18 years pissed off because I'm paying child support. Because I've seen it. Now, I remember one dude I worked with, his check was $75 a month. His rate was $25 an hour. He had four kids, four different baby moms. They eat well. This is the reason why you have to think first. I know we don't like doing that shit because we want to, look, I get it. You get off work on a Friday night, you're having a few beers, you probably go to a spot or to a bar somewhere. You see a nice lady that you never saw before and you go over your top tour. Things seem to be gelling pretty well. You get her number, you guys go on a date, date goes well. She asks you for a commitment, you just nod your head like yes, even though you know damn well you're not ready for a commitment. 
You want to get in those draws. So you do. And she starts asking you questions like, you just with me for sex, huh? Oh no, baby, you know, it's more than that. You sure? Mm-hmm. Well, I want a commitment from you now. Oh yeah, you got my commitment. I'm with you 100%. Then after a while you're having sex so much, you know, you need to quit wasting money on condoms. I got my shots, I take my pills, so you don't have to worry about that. As if it's a foolproof plan, right? She gets pregnant. Now you pissed off at her. How the hell did you get pregnant? As if she did it by herself deliberately. I thought you were on the pill. I thought you were on that. Now some women may deliberately stop taking the pill so that they can literally get pregnant to keep you. It's called a trap in the guy. Then you have others that are like, well, I was 100% dependent, dependent on birth control working, and it failed. And you might hear something like, I'm going to get me an attorney and sue them. No, they're not. Only people that's going to be paying is you. Now you're starting your relationship in a crisis mode. You really don't know each other that well. You're trying to learn about each other. Her hormones are changing because she's pregnant. And of course, some guys will try to get her to get the abortion. Oh no, I'm gonna have this baby. And a lot of that has to do with her in so many ways. What if she was an abandoned child? And as an adult, she didn't feel as though she could abandon another child, metaphorically by sending them to someone else to rear. Most women are going to keep the kid. That's the reason why I say, fellas, please understand that. You got plenty of time before you have a child with that woman get things straight. Baby's not going to stop. You can go and deny all you want to. You can go to mama and say the baby doesn't look like me. I never slept with the girl. Tell your mama all them lies. And some of them, they're going to say, yeah, baby, I know that baby has a wide head and you don't. That baby's eyes are too close together than yours or not. That baby's too dark. In so many ways, the mother is hoping that that baby is not his because she's already reared her son and trying to get him out of the house. The last thing she wants is the babysit. And God help you if you have an adversarial situation between your baby mama and your mom. That doesn't go over too well. Most solid.
So you contend with that. Try to be the mediator. As my friend tried to do in his situation. Only to see both of those women emasculate him and marginalize him. Mom was treating him just like he was a boy. And the woman he got pregnant treated him the same way. You know, it's kind of bad when somebody's talking about you to someone else and you're present as if you're not even in the room. Now, the crazy thing about this, when you start living your life in crisis mode, and you're hoping to catch up, a lot of times you can. And also you gotta think, what if the kid has complications? What if the kid has to have a surgery that's very expensive? Or a condition that requires a lot of medication that costs a hell of a lot of money that you don't have and insurance can't cover? These are things you have to think about. Some of the other kind of people we have in this world. I was reading about this nurse that was at Yale and how she had stolen something like 500 vials of fentanyl. And these women who went to have uh, the um, insemination, artificial insemination, are going to get their eggs. Uh, Saved until later. They underwent excruciating pain. And what this woman had done, she filled those vials with saline solution instead of fentanyl. And one of the nurses noticed this when she found that it was very easy to pop off the top. Well, the woman went to jail from what I understand. They had to pay a fine. I think it was like $300,000. I think they put her under house arrest later on. I think that case is coming up now. But now you have to think about it for a moment, fellas. A woman with that capacity Nine times out of ten, she's had a man in her life, if she doesn't already or still hasn't. Some guy loved her. And this is what I'm getting at. You never know the capacity of the person you choose. You hear people all the time say, oh, well, you know, he never did that. She never did that. Doesn't mean she didn't have the capacity to do it. Just means that she hadn't done it in your presence. That's with anyone.
what I'm saying about this whole thing, evaluate how this person has put you in a situation that you may find yourself in. This is very important. You really want to look at that because some people may think that it's okay to put you in a compromising situation. Their risk tolerance may be higher than yours. They may say something like, oh, well, you know, if we get caught, only got to do about maybe two years in jail. Well, if that person's been and you haven't gone, are you willing to take that risk? You don't want to be loyal to a fault. Being loyal to a fault means doing something for someone that would never do it for you. Most people use the laws that we have on the books as a boundary. But sometimes you get so caught up in a person that you go beyond that. That's where you get in trouble. moment when a couple goes disrespectful what you really bring to the relationship what, I bring to, what the fuck you mean what i bring to the relationship the fuck you bring to the relationship bitch i mean all you do is bring dick and that's it and bitch all you bring is your fucking feelings and some refurbished pussy motherfucker who the fuck is you i'm more than just some pussy delano i'm i you am ain't more, more than shit shut your funk ass up i'm just saying i'm more than all right if you shit. such a hell of a bitch take sex away and keep me happy uh, I really don't know how mm -hmm. to Take your pussy away and keep I, me happy. No fucking keep uh, me happy. That's impossible. <laughs> you should be with a man then. Oh, I should go be with a man. So I'm saying some true real shit and you don't like the way it make you feel. So the first thing you do is attack my sexuality. OMG. Oh, women, women, women. You're such a narcissist. I think you and your bitches need to get together, sing Kumbaya, or go march down the street and come up with some new shit. Well, you gaslighting and you need me. Bitch, I don't need you. You do need me. What the fuck I need you for? Well, be for real though. If we if we being realistic, what the fuck I need you for? I, mean, I can I eat can... my meat, the bust a I... nut. I can cook my own fucking food. But I can clean my own damn clothes, all that other fuck shit. What the fuck do I need you for? You are recreational use only. You need me. Fuck you mad at me because you ain't special as you think you is. With some refurbished pussy. You need to put that shit on Amazon. You got refurbished pussy. I'm... You funky bitch. Oh my gosh. Oh, that you bring dick to the table. Well, at least I can admit what the fuck I bring. Shit. You a narcissist. About an hour later. Oh. 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 Oh.
Hi everyone, Johnson with you here, Romantic Truth Las Vegas. We're going to address an issue, and I'm glad you wrote me around, and I'm not going to read your email as you requested I did. I got his permission, folks, to talk about it. He's in his 20s. His girlfriend's in her 20s. He's biracial. Father's black, mother's Hispanic. His girlfriend is white, lives in a upscale neighborhood in Texas. They've been together now for about six months. He goes to pick her up on a date the other evening. There's a black family moving into the neighborhood. And she made the comment, the neighborhood's going to go to shit with those people. And at first he felt some kind of way about that. And then she kept on elaborating about how the crime rate's going to go up, burglaries, and how she couldn't stand black men. He then stopped the car and told her that his father is a black man. And as a consolation prize, she tells him, well, you don't look so black, you don't act like they do. You don't have the same skin and color they do. You look more Hispanic than you do black. As if that was a promotion. In some kind of way. It was a backhanded compliment. He decided to turn the car around and drop her back off at her place. And she apologized and said, you're not like the rest of those guys. You don't have those features. He takes off, she texts him, apologizing. And then she talks about how many black friends she has, and how she's not a racist, and how she loves people of all races, she doesn't see color. He says, no thanks. And she tells him, you should be thankful that a white girl would even date a wetback. The other word was used that starts with an N that everybody's familiar with. This made him feel some kind of way. And so he wrote me. He asked me had I experienced something like that before. Oh yes, plenty of times. And from different races of people, not just whites. I dated a lady from Mexico, and she hated white people. We could not carry on. I dated a woman from Germany that did not like Mexicans, or anyone that was Hispanic. We couldn't go forward. And then I got the old thing about well, you know, you're not one of them, so why are you taking up for them? You know that Austrian priest that they talk about? That was um, during World War II. And just to paraphrase, it was something like, he pitied the gypsies. He pitied the afflicted, the mentally ill. 
pitied, pitied these immigrants and refugees. He pitied the Jews. And then he sought pity for himself from the Nazis. See, the one thing you have to remember is a lot of times these people will go for the next group in line. I've dated some black women that hated everybody else but black folks. I didn't continue dating them either. I've dated Asian women that didn't like people of other races. We're not going to have that. You know, the thing that you run into, some people have to have a foil or a villain. And it's kind of interesting because even when I was on date with women of other races, some black women used to come up to me and say, couldn't find anybody in your own race, sell out, Oreo, et cetera, et cetera. But you know one thing they never considered? That person I was with made me happy. I didn't give a damn what race they were. Let me tell you another lie that people like this will tell. I don't see color. Don't buy that shit. Look, what it comes down to is this, folks. When it comes to a person degrading another person or another group of people based on their race solely and some of the stereotypical things that are negative, negative that are associated with them, you could do that with any group of people on the face of this earth because you're going to always have a negative stigma and stereotype with them. It would be the equivalent of me calling every white person on the planet racist, which would be a lie. It would be calling every black person on the face of this earth ignorant, which would be a lie. Or violent, would be a lie. It would be me calling every Asian person smart, which would be a lie. Or every Latino or Hispanic person is being an immigrant or some sort of a foreigner coming to this country, which would be a lie. Don't allow yourself to be a poster child for someone else's redress to some feelings they may have. It's not worth it. And at some point, you're going to be offended. And there's some that try to fit in. They make the jokes about the other group and they say, ooh, yeah, I'm glad they're not talking about me. You're next. Just like Bill Collins and Genesis said about the song Domino. You're the next in line. You're the next in line. You're the next. See, there are a group of people in this world that are malcontents. They gotta have a foil. They gotta have someone that they can point the finger at. 
And believe it or not, when there's no one else of another group to point a finger at, they start pointing it at themselves among their own group. You know, you hear people all the time talking about, yeah, well, you know, you look at Asia and the homogeneity they have there. But you don't look at the philosophy, the different mindsets, the different groups. You look at China, the Han, H-A-U-N. They're the largest minority in the world, 800 million people. guess what they have? Different groups of people throughout China of different ethnic backgrounds and races, ethnicities. There's diversity. But see, what we're hung up on sometimes is the exotic nature of someone else. Because they're different. This is why some people love to do the exploratory dating thing. I remember a friend of mine was dating a lady in Orange County one time, and we were out, and I was with my girlfriend. My girlfriend was Caucasian. The lady was Caucasian. And I'll never forget my friend's girl said. Looks like you got a good one. And before I knew it, the vein in my girl's neck rose. And she said, excuse me, a good what? And the woman caught herself and said, oh, he's a good guy. My friend rolled his eyes because he had been putting up with shit like that in his relationship but longest. And I told him, I said, you need to step if she's going to be that way. Oh man, you're being too sensitive. I said, tell her you're breaking up and see what you get caught. And he told her they had a falling out. And he said, well, we need to go our separate ways. And she said, oh, you're the typical N-word. And he's like, man, she called me that. I said, there you go. And I explained to him that he was a novelty to her. My lady, we never had that problem near our whole family. And the reason why we didn't have that problem is not that I was special or anything, it's because of the fact that I knew what to look for. Because let me tell you, when you start with the triggers, they don't start, they don't stop. They'll start, but they won't stop. Because they've been conditioned that way. Those of you that have been listening to the show for a while, I've read some of the emails from some of the people that are supposed to be on the minority side in places like San Francisco. You know, with the condescending and benevolent reassurance that, oh, you people should be so lucky that someone like us 
are interested in dating. You can take that shit and blow it out your ass if you feel that way. You're doing nobody any favors. I'll tell you about the incident when we were, when I was at the store one time. And this lady, she was African American, he was white. And she was going off on him. He told her to get her black ass in the car. And he saw me and he cut his eyes away because he didn't want a confrontation. I wasn't going to fight her battle. She chose to be with him. She chose to be treated like that. She got in the car with him. That's your choice, ma'am. That's what you're comfortable with. That's what you're happy with. I'm cool with it if you are. child she got in that car. Here's the thing that gets me the most. Okay, some people may have social preference because of their skin color and race. A lot of them don't have the money to deny you anything. And it's not a come up just because you're a different skin color or have straighter hair or lighter eyes. But sometimes people think that, oh, I'm on a pedestal. We used to go to the clubs, especially if we went to a black club and you see some of the white girls come in, some of them would be overweight. Some of them would be modestly attractive. And they would come in and try to act like that they were walking on pebbles in a stream, looking down at the rushing water underneath their feet, symbolically being a man. And those guys, some of them would just go and they would fawn all over them. the kid. Nope. Oh, and when they get on the pro-black tip and start talking about how they dated this black man and they give you that whole regurgitation of black history, and then after that they're saying, I'm on your side and I hate white men, I hate white people. I don't want that shit around me. Because just as you hate them, to say you won't hate me. Feelings don't have colors. People project those feelings on those colors. After dating the plethora of women I have over the years, one thing I've learned that is, you will be able to decipher how comfortable that person is with you based on the way 
they interact with you, based on the way they socialize with you, based on the people that you meet. They may have some friends that are racist, and they don't want you to be around those people, and they may eventually wean those relationships off. The worst thing in the world you could do is be in an interracial relationship, no matter what skin color or race either of you are. And for that person to only be with you halfway. Then all of a sudden they get to a point where they're saying, well, this is about as far as I can go with you because I don't want to sever the ties of the people I associate with. Yes, it shouldn't be in a relationship in the first place. I see there's another aspect to this too. Which is, of course, some people like discreet dating, exploratory dating. Basically, I just want to fuck you to see what it's like to be with someone of a different race, ethnicity, background, nationality, whatever. And then after we have that probe done, then I'm going to move on. You have some people that are like that too. And if you make plans to be with someone like that long term, you're a fool. If you want to sample, you see what it's like. Because it's all about them. It's never about you in situations like that. Especially with these uh, discreet relationships. They want to keep you on the down low. You don't need that either. That's disrespectful by its very nature. Well, you know, I don't want to sever the ties with my family or my friends because I know if they see you, then I have to do a lot of explaining and I have to go through all that. Then you have those that are specifically going for someone of a certain race. That's problematic too. They're not looking for happiness, they're looking for a damn quota. Oh, and then they get very picky. Yeah, you know, I like real dark black guys. Okay. I'm glad you do. Give them all of your love and best wishes to you. Keep right on moving. Uh, you're a little bit too dark. I need somebody that's more passable because my family may have a problem with that. Well, I tell you what. You stick with your family. Because there ain't no way in the hell I see happiness coming out of you in a relationship with me. People like to dance around the gray areas of things. That's the reason why we have so much confusion now. We have a confused younger generation, even though they're doing the right thing when it comes down to trying to improve race relations and promote more awareness. You're still running into 
few missteps. Remember how veganism was a big thing only, hell, a year ago? Remember how Bitcoin was the shit only a year ago? Kind of interesting, isn't it? Let me tell you something, folks. The veganism, the Bitcoins of the modern era, used to be the jazzercizer, jogging, water bars of the past. All these things were trends that failed. The bonds, when they were really big with the Z-Best. The tech boom of the 90s. We can go down the list. Oh, it was a great idea then. It's just a damn shame we had to evolve this slowly throughout the generations to get to where we are today where we're even carrying on a dialogue where people are actually going beyond the scope of race. All these damn centuries we've had to take care of this. Treat each other with dignity and respect. I'm talking globally, not just in the United States alone. These are things that we may want to look at at some times to pinch ourselves. But we get caught up in our own vacuum of a world. The world doesn't pertain to us because we're only dealing with the things that are right in front of us, the things that are going forward. And this is the reason why many of us fail to live. We don't look up and look out the window of the bus on our journey in life. We're too busy looking at the back of the driver's head. Instead of enjoying the scenery, taking pictures, living life. As I told you, my primary goal is not a racial quota. My primary goal is to find a partner that I can coexist with and have a wonderful, happy relationship, no matter what race, ethnicity, or background she's from. That's irrelevant. I'm not holding any kind of allegiance to anybody when it comes down to that as far as, oh, you got to go by a certain religion, race, this background, but fuck that. I'm not living for somebody else's enjoyment. I'm living for my own. And people now want to pass on what they had to go through because they couldn't live their lives because of their family and their friends, peers, and everything, and they're going to pass that shit on to you, basically telling you, oh, well, guess what? You won't have control of your life or your destiny or the people you choose to be with or date or marry. Because what we're going to do is we're going to put up these guide rules where you're going to have to abide by them or else we'll expel you from the family or we won't talk to you anymore. I say fuck all that shit. 
Your happiness is more important. This is your life. This is the only one you're going to live. There's not going to be an attaboy because you've done this shit at your funeral. There's not going to be some kind of award you're going to get or some kind of trophy or some damn medallion you're going to get or some medal pinned on your chest. Nobody's going to give a fuck. And the very people that are trying to get you to do what they want you to do, those are the very people that won't be there for you when you need them. No matter how much you love them. They have limitations. I've dated women that have been expelled from their families because they dated someone of a different race. In one case, it was so bad that the family wouldn't even allow her to come and see her own mom at the funeral. They went around. Mighty funny. After she got her career going, they were the first people talking about we're family. They needed a little financial help. They wanted to try to save mom's house from being foreclosed on. The way I look at life is man-made causes are manufactured from religion all the way down. It's manufactured. You go on this lifelong quest for acquiring wealth so you can really stand out and distinguish yourself from other folks. Some of you risk your own health and life for that designation. Others of you try it the hard way. Oh, you're going to work for somebody until you become CEO of the company. Those days are long gone now. This is the reason why I tell you, get your education. Get your career started, not a job. So you can have a decent life. Probably won't be rich. But it'll probably be fulfilling enough where you could eke out a living where you can actually smell the flowers and not look at the back of the bus driver's head on your journey in life. You can look out the window and see that there are other things out there. Another thing too, some of you have been in a vacuum for decades. You've been married for so long, you started dating at 14 or 15, person became your high school sweetheart, wound up marrying them, and you've gone through this long trek of marriage, rearing kids, probably a grandparent, and you're either widowed or divorce now. And you kind of want things the way they were when you were married. And many of you, when you actually got with your partner, there was no such thing as the internet. There was no such thing as online dating. And some of you are terrified of the new technology. You want to go about the old-fashioned route. 
I don't forget on one assignment that I was on, a lady lost her job because she did not want to go back to learn new technology. At that time, they were converting a database over to Oracle. She'd been doing everything on an Excel spreadsheet for years. Before that, Lotus 1, 2, 3. And she didn't want to learn something new. Well, by learning something new, it would have saved her job. And not only that, she would have got a considerable pay increase because they were going to send her through all of the Oracle training. She turned it down and wanted to just keep what she had. A couple of years later, I heard she got laid off. She had some issues with that, emotional issues, because that was her identity, that was her life. Even though she was dealing with those Excel spreadsheets, that was hers, as she saw it. She was so determined not to even deal with databases that she didn't even want to convert it over to uh, Microsoft Access. She didn't want to learn new things, she didn't want to grow. And this is what you're going to have to understand, folks. There are going to be people out there that have no intentions of growing. They're stunted and they're wanting you to be stunted. Basically saying, my life stops here. Boom. My growth, everything stops here. Boom. If you're comfortable with that, more power to you. Others of you are going to say that's not enough. You know, it's kind of ironic when I was younger and I'd go in past these milestones I'd set for myself in life. I remember yelling out one day, life is that all you got? Taunting life itself. But it was actually a form of positive reinforcement for myself to do better improve. Now, another thing you will need to look at, you're going to have to spend more time if you're in a relationship with someone who's seeking affirmation. Please expect that. And that's especially if they have been alienated from dating relationships for a very long time. And a lot of people get frustrated with them because they're like, I don't have any time to go through a remedial training course with this person. They should be hitting the ground at real time. We'll talk more in just a moment.
We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned, or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes, in the event for professional assistance. Please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.